You're listening to the Photo Facts Podcast. And now here's Jim. Hello there. This is Jim. I'm all by myself today. Robert is... I don't know what Robert's doing actually on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, what is this? April 11th? Uh, I'm sitting here in a great office. It's beautiful. It's beautiful in its way because it's full of cool stuff like computers and prints and a giant printer. And I'm actually here with Londell McKinney, the great photographer of landscape and lots of other stuff. Um, he's got some great images hanging in his house and on his computer. I actually came over today to play around with Lightroom with him and show him some stuff that I know that he's been using Lightroom for a while, but I wanted to help him out a little bit. Welcome to the PhotoFacts Podcast, Londell. Thank you, Jim, for having me. Awesome. He sounds really good, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great voice. So... Anyway, I just wanted to. I, I just thought it would be a great opportunity to talk to another fellow photographer that we haven't talked to yet, and uh, just have him talk about whatever you know, like what he does. And um, he's a traveler. He he does a lot of traveling. So so Londell, tell us a little bit about your what you do. What what is it you do right now? Because you are retired. Yes, Jim. I retired uh, basically from teaching other people how to use computers and computer software. And uh, thank goodness uh, the wife had the, the real job, yeah. which allowed me to do that. Uh, but we are retired, and we do a lot of traveling. And, and what we, I try to do is to hook up my photography, basically landscapes, into the, the traveling part of it. Right. And uh, I, I learned a long time ago that, that people photography and I don't get along real well together. So, But I can take a picture of a tree, and they don't talk back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or they don't move or blink. So I have to ask, so when your wife is with you on these vacations, and I'm holding up rabbit ears or, or quotes, uh, so is she, does she find something else to do, or does she enjoy it with you? She is my Sherpa. She carries excellent lenses, the okay. lunch. Oh, she's the, she's your, uh, your uh, what do you call it, uh, your... Uh, what do you call that? The mule. The mule. mule. She, she, yeah, the, 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 the yak. pack mule. Yeah. 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 The yak. yak yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she carries that or, or she has a very good eye for photography. So she finds a lot of things oh, okay. that I'll miss. Well, that's cool. Yeah. A lot of times. So it, it's helpful to always have two sets of eyes instead of just one. So, so how long have you been shooting? Oh, I turned pro about 50 years ago. Oh, excuse me. When I was 50. About 50 when you were 50. Seems about 50 years ago. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when, I, when I was 50, I turned okay. that because that, uh, that's basically what I decided to do when I grew up. Right. Which was around 50. <laughs> but I've had an interest in photography most of my life. Uh, I graduated in high school in 65. <laughs> and at that time in the culture I grew up, uh, you received a gift, some kind of graduation. Okay. And my brother uh, got a stereo. And I got a camera. Which camera was that? It was an old Keystone movie camera. Oh, Lined okay. up camera yeah. type things. Yeah, those are those. And those were a lot of fun. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. But I've always had a, 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 an interest in photography. I always mm-hmm. have. So, uh, and then uh, then years later, I bought went to Sears and Roebuck. Remember, if anybody remembers Sears and yeah, Roebuck. Oh, yeah. And bought one of their uh, SLRs. Mm-hmm. And uh, started the, my SLR career with them. Yeah. Uh, gradually getting into the Minolta gear part of it and Minolta was very good I really enjoyed it I had the I think they called it their 9 series uh, wonderful camera but uh, when the digital world came around and I needed to uh, I used to, use, used to shoot some commercial 
oh, photography. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, I had to have a shoot, commercial shoot, and I had to have it right. Had to get it just right. Mm-hmm. So I went over and got a, a, a Canon, the 10D, the very first one that came out. And, uh, what really, megapixels? What megapixel was that? Ten megapixels, I think. Was it? Yeah. Really, that much? Yeah, yeah, it was. Wow. I think the the the, the number associated with the megapixels hmm. at that time. Uh, I was shooting at that time a little three megapixel Canon Coolpix or a Nikon uh, Coolpix, what nine fifty? I think. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, I think you're right. Because you said it was swiveled. Yeah, yeah, the swivel body, and loved the camera. Beautiful pictures out of it, but their their menu structure was really difficult for me to. To, to, to transverse, so I mm-hmm. so I went and got that Canon, and and the menu structure, being a computer geek, geek that I was, it was simple for me. It made sense. It made logic, right. it made a logical sense to me. So that's why I have shot Canon uh, then, and I shoot it now. Okay, so did you when you first started? What, what I guess my question is when when was the first time, or what did you shoot the first time you got paid for taking photos of something? Uh, it was, it was in the commercial world. Okay. Yeah, it was it was in a company who's... Uh, I have an education background. Like I said, I used to teach computers. But they, they hired me to come in and uh, write a training manual for a piece of equipment that had no training manual and had been modified over the years. And not only then did I write the manual for it, but I also took the photographs. I was, was going to say, you yeah. probably took the photos, yeah. Yeah, that, that went along with that. So okay. it was kind of a twofer at that yeah. time. And I decided, well, and discovered I really had a talent for it. So I moved out of the training end of it and, and the writing part of it uh, at, at that time and just went into the full photography part of it. Huh. And, I, and I've worked with uh, various uh, uh, local um, companies that, that deal with uh, uh, writing brochures for things and, and I'll do and do all the photography for them or, and, and have done that for years. Have you always lived in Oklahoma? Oh, no. I started out on a West Virginia hillbilly. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I do wear shoes. <laughs> so how long have you been in Oklahoma? Uh, since, uh, well, I ended up here in 76. Okay. Uh, and we did spend a few years in, in Houston. Uh, uh, my wife was transferred down there, and uh, I got a job as a director of education at a, at a Botech. And so we, uh, but it was only there four years, and we was transferred back up yeah. so there. Yeah. Okay. So we've been here in Oklahoma City all that time. Is your wife still working? No, she retired. She retired. Yeah, so that's good retired. that you guys are both able yeah. to go on the trips. And, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> as, as Jimmy Stewart once said. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Um, let's see. What else can we talk about? What else can you tell me about? Okay, so, so so right now it looks as though you shoot mostly landscape. My What I see is, is a purpose is that a lot of people uh, can't get out to the places I'm Yes, fortunate to go exactly to. right and so if i'm backpacking and i'm going up to uh, ice lakes uh, right outside of uh, uh, silverton in colorado it's twelve thousand feet absolutely gorgeous views I beautiful bet. flowers i would like other people to see that right and they can't yeah and, and i'm fortunate enough to do that so that's why i do what i do is that i can go and i can take a picture of a buffalo in yellowstone in the winter mm-hmm. and uh it's, it's a stunning picture and then People can can see that right. that can't do be mm-hmm. there. And well, I, I, you and I both know that a picture doesn't do enough justice with that kind of beauty. It, it really does, but it is nice to see, obviously, because we like looking at pictures. But Dad Gummit, I want to go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, in this in the state of but I, but I see what you're saying about wanting, wanting to uh, 
wanted to share that. Yeah, I want yeah. to share that, and I'm able to do that. And if I can uh, hike into uh, Canyonlands National Park before daylight and find a place for, and, and, and take a picture of Mesa Arch with the sun coming up through it, uh, where most people can't do that. Yeah, and if and so they're therefore that they, they they can look at it and say, yeah, that, that's beautiful. And so that's what I want to do. Uh, I also do a lot of art and craft shows around town, around the state and and and, and the, the country. Basically, I have one coming up in uh, Stillwater next weekend, and then the first weekend in May is the Edmonds Art Show downtown Edmond, and I'll be showing in that one. Um, last yes, fall, you need to go visit him. He's <laughs> very good. He's got some great images. You should go buy a print. <laughs> last fall, I was in uh, Sedona, Arizona at the art show there so do them all over and um, have a real good time doing it cool uh, well I was looking for my phone oh there it is I wanted to make notes here so that I can put it in the show notes later um, so do you have a do you have a favorite photographer like do you have somebody that you follow at all you know is is it Robert Trawick <laughs> no oh okay <laughs> Oh, not him. Okay. Well, you always have to look at other people's works. Yes. Uh, not only does it help you get a better eye or a different eye on, on what they're doing, but you wonder a lot of times, well, how'd they do that? Sure. Uh, and you just have to stretch that way. But I don't have a specific one that I go back to all the time. And right. Say, okay. Of course, the masters, Ansel Adams, you go back and say, okay, how did he do that? Why did he? Why is he thought to be one of the most wonderful art uh, photographers in the world and you say go back and try to deconstruct and then learn from that mm-hmm, right. uh, and so you, you look at uh, Art Wolf and you look at some of the others in, in the landscaping business and you say okay how did they do that why are they, why are they so successful and, and, and why are their images so well thought of mm-hmm. and so you could try to go back and, and break it down and, and uh, emulate what they're doing yeah I, I do that a lot when I be- Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> a lot with a shoot before any kind of shoot. I'll go and get in, go in, get inspiration. I'll look at that topic or that type of photo and just you know I'm not trying to copy anyone. I just want to get some inspiration. Oh, I like the way they did that, or how did they do that, or or whatever. And it, and it just it it feeds my creativity. It feeds me and, and makes me uh, make, gets my juices flowing. You know, and then I can play off of that. You know, well, I've done a lot of equine photography. And before I do a breed show, that's exactly what I do. I go to the breed that I'm shooting, whether it be a quarter horse or, or a thoroughbred or whatever it is, and look at how they want their 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 horses shot, right. what poses they want them in, what how they want their feet set, how they want their ears set, how they want their head set, in order to do that. And yes, you have to study uh, up before you go do a shoot. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to shoot pigs at an FAA show, which I've done before, then uh, you have to say, okay, what's the best angle for me to get in the ring to get the best shot where I know I'm going to get a mm-hmm. good uh, a good shot of the, the animal and, and the presenter. So you touched on that a little bit about the horses a little bit before. Uh, so you said something about, you know, some specifics. You know, you can't just go and shoot some horses without knowing some history or, or knowing the proper things that that the horse industry wants to see well exactly if you're going to a a breed show for instance if you're a quarter horse and so how do you show that quarter horse well the quarter horse has a large rump 
and that that's what gives it all its propulsion. So if you go out at uh, Remington Park and you watch them run, the ones with a bigger butt, that's the ones you want to bet on, <laughs> huh. okay? Because that's where all their power comes from. Okay. So you want to accentuate that when you're setting them up. You want their back, their hind legs, one foot in front of the other. You want their headset, and you want their ears pointing forward. In order to do that, you usually have an assistant who's out there waving something in front of them to get the animal's attention. But sometimes you get a horse that's that's a little what we call hot, skittish, skittish, or, yeah. a little hot, and and there's a fine line between scaring it and or getting its attention. I see. So, but it's, so shooting horses is is art. Okay. And uh, uh, there's there's a lot. If you go to some of the horse shows in town out to the fairgrounds, you'll see a specific photographer, mm. and they've had years and years and years doing that, and they know they position themselves to get the the best. How you're going to make that horse look the best with the, the rider. Hmm. Wow. That's that's interesting. I, I I didn't even know that it was that detailed or that specific. Uh, now, obviously, well, not obviously, but is it different? I would I would bet money that it is. You go to a rodeo opposed to going to a or a, a horse show. Is it going to matter that much with it, that it, specific stuff? Yes, it is. Really? Because of the horse show, uh, for instance, out at the out the fairgrounds, they have different horse shows every year. It's usually the quarter horse show is one of the big ones. And they they you have to know what that quarter horse is going to be doing. In other words, are they showing uh, uh, show jumping? Are they doing dressage? Are they doing uh, pinning? Uh, or what are they doing? So in order, you have to know that event. Knowing that event then allows you to position yourself to get in a position to get the best shots. Mm-hmm. If you're shooting a dressage show, for instance, you know that uh, across the diagonal, when they do an extended trot, you know that they're going to throw those legs out in front of them. Mm, so yeah. you have to position yourself to get that because that's what the owner wants. Right. That's That puts the horse in the best light. So if they're facing you, coming at you, you're not really going to see no, that much. No, yeah. no. You have to position. Okay. You have, and you have to know that they, they do what is called a test, and that test has specific movements in it. And you have to know that specific test to position yourself to get the, the right the right shot the right shot that they want wow mm-hmm. that's that's really interesting huh now see how to went down and tried to start if i wanted to get started on that something like that i would have never known that so i'd look i'd look like an idiot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that i don't already yeah. But, yeah um that's cool so what about a rodeo though well a rodeo is a little bit different and because it's it's so chaotic you don't know what's going to happen sure so uh, you have to position yourself with, a, at least I do, with a telephoto lens, and I stand back a little bit further so that I can move and position myself wherever that animal goes. Whether okay. they're doing, a, whether they're doing bear bronc or they're doing a, a bull riding or whatever, you have to stay. First of all, you have to stay out of the way. Yeah, and plus they do those barrel racing. <laughs> the, or, the barrel racing yeah. again, again, you position yourself sure. where where that horse is coming around and and low and and getting around that barrel. And uh, that's where that's again. That's what the owner wants. That's, yeah. what, that's what they're looking for. I guess it's very much. It is a sport, so it's very much like shooting soccer or football. You've got to know the sport. You got to know the timing and what's going to happen. What do they do next? And you know, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's exactly right. Huh. Well, that's really interesting. Okay, so um, I guess what we can do next is we usually we always have a bazinga question. A bazinga. <laughs> yes. And uh, of course, I did not. I never do this prior to the show. I know that, people. Just don't jump on me, okay? But uh, I have some questions here, and they don't pertain, not necessarily pertain to photography. Okay. Now, Robert always comes up with these 
crazy off the wall things. I love you, Robert. Um, <laughs> You're actually going to trust me to answer these. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, they're not nasty. <laughs> they could be. Um, let's see. Let me let me do a search here. I'm in Evernote. Uh, I, I use Evernote a lot. It's very nice. Uh, if you don't use it, you should. Uh, okay. Okay. When you're not when you're not shooting amazing images, what is your favorite pastime besides photography? <laughs> uh, I, I like I like movies. Really, I like to watch. We have a theater movie. Oh, you do in in our home. Yeah, and uh, I would go in there and we have date night on Friday night. Yeah, and uh, watch a good movie. I love the old John Wayne. Oh stuff, yeah, you know, and and, that, and I gosh, that. I bet that's great. You have a like a digital. Uh, Big LCD or something? Or uh, actually, it's a projection, projection system. Yeah, it's a projection system. Yeah, you got the surround and everything. You got the surround sound yeah. and everything. Oh, that would be great to watch a John. Oh, movie. it is. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and Blu-ray. Get a Blu-ray. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh man. And we got a concession stand with the popcorn uh, popper in it really? and all that stuff. You have to show me that. Yeah, but uh, so I really enjoy watching movies. I love to read, and my wife and I have a uh, a. a, a, a Kayaks. We love to kayak. Really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. And we've got a uh, motor coach. We throw the kayaks in the motor coach and take off and do that for a weekend. Awesome. Uh, so uh, it, it, just anything being retired, anything keep you busy. Oh, yeah. And keep you screaming and hollering and kicking out of old age, whatever, <laughs> right. whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. So so what is the website? Do you have a website? I have a website. It's LondellMcKinney.com. L O N D E L L. M C K I N N E Y dot com dot com and basically it's it's a, uh, a small sample of, of what I do. Uh, my photography is very eclectic. As you're looking at it, you don't know so you're going to see a, a picture of strawberries or you're going to see a picture of a buffalo right. or a, a a picture of uh, uh, Mount McKinley in a, a reflection pond. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what you're going to see. So, right. and so some of that is on there. Yeah. A little bit about my background is on there. Uh, how to order those photos are on there. Uh, so visit. So is there anything that you can share with the, someone that's probably getting, not necessarily into photography, but getting into the landscape stuff? Is there is there anything that, like maybe one or two things you can tell them uh, as far as advice or tips or anything like that? My number one would always be to buy a very sturdy tripod. I've heard that many times, yes. Yes. Yes, I agree with that. 90% of everything I shoot is on a tripod. Even if I'm shooting a bird in the air, it is on a tripod to steady that. that. And even though I have IS image stabilization on mm-hmm. my, my, my camera or the lenses uh, in the Canon case yeah. uh, I've always got it on a tripod now uh, you just need it especially if you're using uh, telephoto lenses which mm-hmm, are, uh, right. you, because you, well, you're only increasing the, 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 movement, the movement right? Uh, if you don't but even if on, on a, uh, uh, a landscape where you're shooting a, a, a 74 millimeter or 75 millimeter or even a, a 16 millimeter whatever it happens to be you need a very steady platform and uh, I also use remote control release. Uh, sometimes, rare occasions, I will use a mirror lockup. Uh-huh. But mostly it's just on the tripod with, with a release. So let's say you're shooting something in the daylight that you don't necessarily need a, you don't need a, a slow shutter speed. Mm-hmm. You still... Absolutely. Absolutely. Any, any, anything that will give you a shake to your camera, anything that will take away from the sharpness of that image... Uh, 
you just need to get rid of. Right. Yeah. And if you're trying to handhold it, I don't care who you are, how young you are, unless you crank that shutter speed way, way, <laughs> way, way up there, one four thousand. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 tough to keep it to keep the camera still. Yeah. Now there are times, obviously, when you can't do that. Right. Uh, but and then you have to crank up the whatever whatever you need to do to keep it. Yeah. Keep it steady. But the, the biggest mistake that I see people make uh, in trying to do any type of photography is is keeping uh, is keeping your camera still. Yeah. Right. Well, Londell, I, I appreciate it so much that you invited me into your home to, to share some Lightroom fun <laughs> and also to get on the show. I, it was unexpected. You, you didn't even talk about it. No, we didn't. Prior. But I appreciate you talking with us. And uh, we will put uh, your website on the, the blog post in the show notes. And maybe you'll get some print sales. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right. Thanks a lot. Visit our world headquarters at photofaxpodcast.com.